Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good to have you join us. Recent research reveals that young people tend to fall victim to internet scams more frequently than their older counterparts. Why does this happen, and how can we enhance our protection for both the young and old? And do social media friend recommendations truly expand our friend circles? If so, at what cost? We discuss. For today's program, I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. First on today's show. We find ourselves in the digital age, where technology has connected us more closely than ever before. However, this connectivity has also given rise to a breeding ground for scams and fraud. Despite China's vigorous efforts to combat telecom fraud, unfortunate individuals still find themselves targeted and ensnared by deceptive schemes. Surprisingly, recent research indicates that young people are more susceptible to falling for scams. Scams compared to their older counterparts. So first, let's go to you, Li Yi. Give us a bit more background information about the situation of online scams these days. Sure. I think, especially recently, we have more discussions about how to combat online fraud. And recently, really, online fraud has grown rampant in China over the last few years. I mean, if you look at recent data, authorities resolved around 464,000 cases of telecommunications and online fraud in the year of 2022, and they have arrested over 300 gang leaders and key members of criminal. Groups, and also the Cyberspace Administration of China blocked nearly 800,000 overseas websites involved in fraud, and also nearly 40,000 IP addresses. And also, according to data released by China's Ministry of Public Security, as China strengthens. Is crackdown on tele network fraud. Still, a large number of telecom fraudsters have transferred their illegal activities to overseas countries, for example, Southeast Asian countries such as the Philippines, Cambodia, and Myanmar, especially、uh, the northern part of Myanmar. That could just account for nearly seventy percent of all overseas cases in terms of online frauds. And also, of course, we know elderly people are the major targets of such online scams before because they may just lack of awareness and they may know little about online scams. But surprisingly, you look at the latest report showing that younger generations, younger people, are also the target of such. Activities, right? And does any of this sound like anything particularly new to you, Josh? The thing is, telecom fraud and also internet scams have been rampant all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. I think usually I often thought about older people being more susceptible to fraud, and obviously. Before you would maybe think of a scammer as being someone that would use a phone or something and call people up, but these days it's completely different. And I think that I certainly forgot, and I didn't think about that. Yeah, this must be true that younger generations who are digital natives have a massive online presence、um, and a trust in technology must definitely be at a higher risk right now. Hmm. This reminds me of、um, reading these. 
scam emails. Um, and also back in the day when I was living in the UK, I received these uh, scam calls as well. But back in the day, it was a person calling you. And uh, now apparently there are tons of robocalls that go around the world. And in recent months, I remember there's this uh, investigative report carried out by the New York Times about robocalls being so real that tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans fall to these robocalls and they give money to these so-called charity organizations, often in small donations of like 10 US dollars or so. But surprise, surprise, at the end of the day, these scammers actually can, they can amass millions of US dollars just by these calls. So even in the digital age, some of these older practices, they're still alive and also getting the job done, unfortunately. Li Yi, what are some of the latest findings from the new research that uh, we're referring to today? Yeah, I think we can refer to a report conducted by the Anti-Fraud Center of Hubei province here in China. The authority basically look at all the cases, especially telecom fraud cases that they've handled from January to July this year. And according to their conclusion, about 25% of the total criminal cases are telecom fraud or online scams cases. And especially when you look at gender difference, that is quite interesting because normally when we look at the victims of online scams, um, the majority of victims are female. And it is also, according to this report, 60% of victims of online scams are female. However, in recent years, you are also observing an increased percentage of male victims, um, especially when it comes to romance scams. Yeah. Men are also, you know, quite vulnerable to such scams. But still, when you look at the majority of victims, they're still female because maybe it is because females are more active on, say, online shopping and e-commerce, and uh, that can just give, you know, access to their personal data when it comes to online online scams. And also another, you know, noteworthy phenomenon or observation would be young people are more vulnerable, especially in this kind of online scams. When you look at their survey, people born in the 1980s and 1990s are the most vulnerable, and they compromise nearly 62% of the total number of victims. And although, you know, many of these young people's victims, they have received a good education, they have been to universities, and they know, as Josh said, they have been like access to internet since young, they are digital natives still when it comes to online scams, especially nowadays, they are quite organized and well crafted, they still lack enough awareness and be defrauded. And also there's an increase of the number of victims born in the 2000s. So you see, more younger people are becoming the major target of such online frauds. And personally, I think maybe it is because they have really limited life experience compared to elder generations. Do they you may mean have like been... real life experience? Yes, yes I yeah. think so. Um, Josh, how do we explain that uh, those who are supposed to be very familiar with the internet are simply gamed by these internet frosters? 
Well, I don't really look at it that way because the way I see it is that now all of us, but particularly younger generations, are such digital natives. They really live so much of their lives online. And it's almost that all fraud has become digital by this point. I think the majority of it. So I don't really see it as comparable to decades before, before the internet and um, before social media and before online banking and even digital currencies and all kinds of things. Um, so I just see it as really the whole digitalization of fraud in general more than that. But I do get your point and it is an interesting question because you'd think that younger generations, I think we have this stereotype that they're more savvy, right? They're more tech savvy. But I don't know if that's always the case. I do think that as you get older, you start to get a bit more suspicious mm -hmm. of people and you start to get a bit more, you become a little bit more cautious. Um, and I think that when you're younger, I mean, it's so difficult to paint this with such a broad stroke, right? And generalize too much. But I do think that younger generations tend to have slightly more trust in technology and the only evidence i have to support that right now is that i know that i did i certainly did and i know that it's only in you know probably in the last five or six years that i've really started to be much more cautious because i have more things at stake i guess um you know i have my my career and i have you know if i lose everything then i really could be in a, a lot more trouble than i would have been if i was 18 you know mm. so I think this is maybe a factor as well. And also things like limited financial experience. Although these things are online, still banking and finance, that there's still some things that are the same there. And learning about that, learning about safety in that respect takes some time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I agree with Josh that, you know, everyone can actually be a potential victim of online scam, including young people and also elder people. But then when you look at, I mean, the survey, when you look at percentage, you still, you know, find out that young people, they are pretty much vulnerable to such scams. And I think, of course, on the one hand, you can argue that it is because they are already like living on the internet in every way and they are really tech savvy so that just give them more opportunity to be exposed to such activities but then when you look at a lot of like victims especially who are attracted by those illegal or criminals by say job opportunities that look pretty prosperous especially a lot of younger people will just go for it maybe because for many young people who are still in the very early stages of their career or education, they can just experience a lot of financial insecurity and a lot of them might just be eager to achieve financial independence or success. And if they want to do that in a quick way, and mm -hmm. and then at that time, somebody just offered you, say a job offers can just promise a very high salary without mm -hmm. really a lot of efforts. Of course, I, I think some people will just believe in it, especially for young people, as Josh said, they may just still believe in the very good side of humanity. They have not really realized the really complicated side of humanity or life mm. so they might just easily you know fell for that trap yeah i can't help but keep on <laughs> nodding here yeah. i think you you put it really well Li Yi. sometimes uh this is 
preying on the vulnerability of human nature. And in theory, anybody could fall for it. Who doesn't want a good job with minimal effort and a lot of return? But if you've been living and breathing on this earth for more than a few years, then you realize that just never happens and never, you know, that free lunch doesn't just drop on your lap. It just doesn't happen nowadays. Like nowadays, you know, on the internet, on e-commerce sites, on your social messaging app and all kinds of um, platforms, there often would be really colorful, animated adverts and luring you that if you click on this button, for example, if you make a little tap and then you can get 21. Okay, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's free money and uh, or whatever it is. And then I've even given up on making the tap because through the experience of the last 10 years on these various platforms, Every time I know if I click and you move on to the next page, more often than not, you'll be asked to download some app or register with your personal information so you can gain some kind of freebie when if you give yourself a moment, you think it's not really worth it. And then so this is just the reality of life. And um I don't know if it has to be with experience or with a little bit of the street smartness that um, one could gain from real life experience or somehow, you know, um, equipped yourself with that, that necessary intelligence. Can we make our way out of this digital minefield scot-free? <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, Josh. Don't you think that also when young people or digital natives live their life on the internet and your personal information is all over the place and it's just so much easier to be targeted. And also these days, these online fraudsters and scammers can be quite smart themselves that they can come up with quite elaborate storylines and arcs to prey on you. And that just makes it all the more difficult to sort of see through their tactics. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the most amazing thing from one perspective, having anonymity and having privacy and having the power to navigate the internet and access to information and all of these things are amazing. But then, of course, there's consequences to that and it can be exploited and anonymity Um, As much as it can be, you know, maybe deeply connected to people's ideas about privacy and um, things like this online. Also, this can enable fraudsters to disguise their true identities. And these days, it's getting even more normalized, especially when it comes to things like automation. Even when you're not being scammed, a lot of the time you may be speaking to a robot. And now that we know that AI chatbots are so advanced and so human-like we and we've already accepted it you know it's not it's maybe been about two years since this has been normal for people to be able to speak to ai generating chatbots and we're okay with it because they're so effective i think that a lot of people are anyway but Mm. and also now if fraudsters can automate and use this to their advantage as well 
it's increasingly difficult to know what somebody wants from you online, you know? Right. I, yeah. yeah, no free lunch. Simple as that. And even if it's as little as five yuan, you don't just get that by free. <laughs> um, mm. Also, these days, there are some new tactics that these fraudsters have applied. And Li Yi, could you keep us sort of ahead of the curve on this one and tell us what they are? Also, what's really popular or been talked a lot on the internet are these uh, pig butching scams. Mm. That sounds terrible. So also tell us what that is about. Yeah, I think these days the fraudulent tactics are definitely becoming more updated. They are really using various strategies to make people believe in them. And especially when you look at telecom fraud, it has become more organized and systematic. They have a, like a whole team to handle like different process involved in online scams, especially you mentioned pig butchering. Oh. It's really tricky because this one, the name actually comes from the Chinese phrase called Sha Zhu Pan. The basically the idea is that scammers must fatten up victims oh. before and they would just did. use yeah different you know tactics like flattering and you know trying to to create a bond with you and with many of them would just uh, establish a, a romantic relationship with you to you know gain your trust and then when you are like trusting in them 100% they just decide to take everything you've got <laughs> that is a very common tactic involved in online scams and according to survey this kind of scam can just cause the most severe loss for victims because according to a 2021 telecom fraud case study report by Tencent, although pig butchering scams account for less than 20% of the total number of cases, they can contribute to over 40% of the total losses. And the average loss per pig butchering case can be as high as 170 thousand yuan so that is a huge loss uh, if that happens to any victim and more importantly sometimes as victims you might not even be realizing that you are being scammed because when those scammers they are successfully you know establishing this kind of romantic relation with you they gain your trust and you just treat them as a lover as your partner or even as your friend you just uh, believe in them 100 percent, and when they say asking for something from you or when they are you know trying to introduce some say investment product to you telling you that it can really help you make good fortune you just easily believe in it and more importantly i think these scammers they are very good at say establishing a very wealthy image in front of you and they make you believe that they are living leverage life every day and they are really rich and uh, they are making money from this kind of investment product so then when they are introducing such product to you victims just naturally take their money out of their pocket and when they maybe run up their pocket and eventually realize they are being scammed it is just too late yeah this sounds very familiar to the uh, netflix documentary the tender swindler so basically, you know, on, well, would you say it's a matchmaking, like a dating mm. app? And uh, so everybody's there for dating or finding someone, uh, long term or short term. And then, you know, people get the opportunity of constructing an image. And then I think everybody goes on a swoop on social media these days if you're meeting a potential 
partner or whatnot. And then if everything you find online all indicates that this person is like Mr. Right, and then you feel, all right, this this looks really promising when that all is a fraud. And how scary is that when you fall for it? So I think the idea or the tactic isn't necessarily new or particularly, you know, devised by people in this country, bad people, um, but it's all over the world, you know? It's very easy to to fall for, it's almost like, you know, something that everybody wants, you know, just someone that truly knows you and you can be together and things. And Josh, how can we protect ourselves when we know that we're living in an online world with all these bad things happening? Well, I think that it's important to keep yourself aware, keep yourself educated by, um, you know, reading the news about these kind of things, trying to stay up to date with it. Um, mm. I know that's pretty general advice, but I don't think enough people do that. Um, obviously, your passwords, strong and unique passwords, that's a pretty obvious one, but I still think that a lot of people don't bother with this. Um, I think also just being really cautious when opening emails and messages and also responding to any message that seems to ask you for something. Um, also, never downloading anything, any attachment or anything like this, which again seems really obvious, but it's just sometimes it's just as simple as clicking a link mm. and then that could be it. Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah. and sometimes I think now it gets more complicated than that because. I think we now know that, oh, there's, you know, Trojan horse, uh, what do you call them, attachments and things. And, uh, you know, there are links that if it's a, it comes from a stranger party, then don't click on it. But what makes it super difficult these days, and Josh, I wonder if you agree with this or not. I call it the heroin mode, similar to actually Shaojupan. Basically, sometimes the fraudster gains your trust gradually by giving you, let's say, a freebie up front or after a conversation and let's say, okay, I'm the bad guy and I'm trying to prey on Li Yi and then we start talking online, I'm super nice and I say, oh, there's this wonderful investment opportunity and uh, yeah, just all you need to do is give me 100 yuan and then I'll give you 20% return in a week. And now comes the ingenious part. I actually give you that money as promised. And then you're like, okay, Huyang is trustworthy. Well, she is. Um, and therefore, like, that's how they get the snowball rolling until like maybe a second round or a third round. And then I just disappear with your money. And then you're like, oh no, I'm left leaving, holding the bag. And that's how some of these schemes work. And yeah, I think that sort of dampens one's desire in meeting people online, in having a long-term relationship with people, because it seems like very risky after listening to what you two have been saying here. Yeah, I think to handle such, say, lures, maybe we just need to keep in mind that everything 
takes price. Everything needs a price. Maybe if sometimes, of course, we can't really blame those victims. I think nobody want to, you know, encounter such scam. But however, I think people should be bear in mind that there is really no such investment product that can really promise you see high returns without really any risk. I think maybe people need to be more educated about such risks of such investment. And maybe I think also to download an anti-fraud app on your phone could also help because I know sometimes when people have such apps in their phone, if they really click any link that is not safe, maybe they just got reminder from such apps and which can also help to send out really risky signal to any people who is potential to be a victim. Yeah, this has actually become an area that is useful to listen to Roundtable and all different sources around you just to know what the latest terrible tactics have been devised. And we know our government has been working with international counterparts in combating telecom and internet fraud as it is a prevalent international problem these days. 